It's May 9th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. So we're watching a lot of, and maybe we even include this in the podcast. All right. So on my television this weekend, Mm -hmm. happy Mother's Day, by the way, to everybody. Yes, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yes, it happens that on my television at home, my husband has either baseball or softball or any sort of college sport that's going on right now. Uh Oh, did you watch the Kentucky Derby? No. Okay. (laughs) I was out of the house, but I saw the little alert that came on my phone that said... NyQuil one. No, no, it's NyQuest anyway. NyQuil. Yes, it's actually, it's, the horse's name is Nyquist, but I always think Nyquil. Why, why would... You know, anyway. So, Sleepy you were saying, sorry, I didn't, win. Oh. didn't mean to interrupt. Yes, so here's my question. I did not play softball as a young lady in school or otherwise. Okay. The bows. Have you seen bows. the hair bows on these college girls playing softball? No. You have not? No. Okay, so I get that there are uniforms and cultural things that go like the like the face paint, the black, you know, uh-huh. on the faces, which cracks me up because they've got these big smears of black gook on their face, but yet their eyelashes are done and their little pink hair bows are, you know, and their ponytails. Are they coming trying out of the to back. fem up girls' softball? Well, it's softball, so you know, I guess it's kind of like the gymnastics where they. You know the glitter and the hair and the the bows. Yeah, and, but but gymnasts aren't sliding into home play. Exactly. It's yeah. I'm used to the you know the 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 lesbian mullet. You know, <laughs> with the you know you know business in the front, party in the back kind of, of thing. Course, you know. Yes. So no, no I don't these know. girls are really cute, and they're and but they're college level. Yeah. Athletics on national TV. They're in my living room with these giant bows on the back of their ponytail. And I'm thinking, you are at the pinnacle of your your sport. Yeah. Like, lose the bow. Let's get well, professional. You, you know, you wonder if the college has made them, you know, because they, they want them to look more presentable. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That is so strange. It's just, yes, it did. It caught me a little bit off guard. And the one funny thing, too, was a couple weekends ago we were watching another one of these games. And the pitcher had one of those face masks on, yeah. you know, to protect her face. And But it's one of those that has a strap that goes straight over the top of your head and connects, like, in a Y. So it splits off mm-hmm. and connects back to the front of the mask. And except that she had her giant ponytail bun thing on the top of her head. So her, her mask strap was off center and her mask was all cattywampus. And it was hysterical. And I thought, okay. Hello, designers of the manufacturers that make this face mask. If you're going to provide these face masks to women playing softball, get on it. Get a clue and design this around ponytails. Like, yeah. This is not a well, new phenomenon that women want to put their hair up when they play sports. Well, yeah, but I mean, most, most women, you know, when I mean, I think about it, you know, they just had short hair. You didn't put your hair up. There wasn't hair to put up. What? You know, I mean, it was. Women have had long hair for all of you. Eternity. What I'm saying is most, about? I mean, most of the girls who were playing sports weren't, you know, I mean, they're, the reality is, is they need, you know, probably shorter hair just to, to be able to, because of, anyway, I just, I just picture them with shorter hair. I just do. I don't picture them with ponytails. 
and bows, and the bows thing just kills me. Yeah, the bow thing was too much. Yeah, but you know, it's it's like I said, I'm used to the lesbian haircut. You know that that mullet thing going. Yeah, on. I know. But it was so very short hair, stereotyper. Because um, God knows there's never been a lesbian in softball. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, but yeah, you're right. The designers. I mean, you think about that. There's there are different people playing these sports. You know, how do you design the equipment around? Yes. I haven't really thought about that. Yes. I and guess I, if you see it enough, you'll you pick up on that. But yeah, but I'm I'm like seriously, this is it had to have been on ESPN or some mm-hmm. major sports network. And I thought, you know what? If somebody were smart, they would figure that get out. Get on that, yeah. Be, you know, it's not rocket science, people. Right. It's elastic. Right. Well, and well, our <laughs> make it better. Our friend Greg, who plays softball, he's in a soft. Actually, he's in a couple of softball leagues, and he's been playing for years. I mean, years, um, probably since the early '80s. I'm guessing, you know, just forever. But one of the um, you look around, there's a, a brand at the softball league that I can't think of the name of it. But someone got wise and said, there's all these softball leagues. We need to make some sports equipment specifically for them because they're not, you know, you're not walking around with a baseball in your hand. You're walking around with a softball in your hand. There's, yeah. there's a difference here. And a lot of it's um, jerseys, pants, the actual equipment to haul around your equipment. And this company has made a small – I mean, someone there had an idea and said – you know, we could make a killing if we just designed the equipment for these people. Yeah, of course. And they have made a killing because they have done something. And their yes. name is everywhere in the softball leagues. Yes. So, you know, you don't I, – I guess as architects, we don't think – we think build. Sure. Those don't think design. But, you know, we always say, too, that there's the, the possibility of you can have an architecture degree, but you don't have to do architecture. You know. All sorts of design with that, including yeah, industrial design, which is what this yeah. really is. Um, so yeah, I hadn't hadn't thought about that, but again, I don't watch that much, you know, softball on TV. But really, bows. That oh yeah, chest oh, I'm going to have that, to find you a picture because that has got to be a college. I think it's yeah, it's you just know, the it's culture a culture thing. Uni- it's a university requirement because they want the girls to look more like girls for some reason. No, I don't think it's a requirement. I, don't I think, think so. I think it's because they've grown up through the you know all their school years and probably high school, and it was just what you did. You got a you got a bow to match your outfit, and I know the the you know your team uniform, and I know like yeah. uh, when I go out to my son's soccer game and and the girls teams are playing one field over, mm-hmm. they all have all the girl colors in their jerseys. So the pinks and the purples and the turquoises and the yeah. these girly jersey colors and and the girls have matching bows and they have their matching socks and their pink soccer balls. So and so what's next is going to be the guys you know. Doing hipster outfits on the field, and I don't know. I mean, you know, well, your men used to look like men. You used to look like men. I mean, everyone grow a beard. You know, don't don't bathe, don't shave, don't right, you right, know, right, yeah, because we want to be manly men. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Like, I I'm just I'm I'm voicing this observation purely from an observational standpoint because I did not play softball. I should yeah. ask my sister; she did play. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm guessing it's a culture thing within the sport because sure. all the teams do it. It wasn't just this one. Yeah. But the size of the bows were phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you play and with I that thought, in your hair? Throw off your balance as you're running and sliding. Well, no, you're you're, you're putting on you're putting on the batting helmet. I mean, you know, yeah, and, yeah. How's that working? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Interesting. I know. So anyway. So happy Mother's Day. There's yeah. the odd Mother's Day observation <laughs> for everyone. And it's my birthday tomorrow. Yay! Yay! I'm surprised how many people I know have birthdays like today and tomorrow. Like this and it's whole sells... month, April and May, we have yeah. had so many birthday party invitations for really? kids. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it's your and Bob's anniversary tomorrow. Yes, it, it is. It will be number 12? 13. 13. 13. Wow. Years. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Congratulations. Do you want to say how old you're going to be? <laughs> I will be 28. 48. Oh, 48. Wow. I'll be 48. Yes. All Goodness 48. gracious. And you're still upright. Good job. I'm still upright. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, my sister turns 50 in June. That's going to be fun. She's going to go to New York. My niece is, is like, well, you guys should come to New York and I can take you around to show you stuff. Now, my niece is still 27, maybe 28. Apparently, when she took them to D.C., it was like the baton death march. Oh, dear. <laughs> she's like, Mom, Dad, come on. Hurry. Come on. we got to get over here. I mean, she's just like, you know, would you guys walk faster? we got to make it to the... I mean, just, oh, good just, grief. Like, you know, boot camp, you know, trying to see all the monument stuff. Did she and have the clipboard Oh, fun? She must have. I don't know. But, <laughs> but my sister said, it was exhausting. She just would not slow down. It's like, well, we can't see everything. But she was, I mean, like, they were there for like three or four days, and she was, my sister said they were just exhausted. So here they are going to New York. Oh, geez. It's going to be even worse. Yeah. I'm like, and my niece is supposed to send them a list of places that they could possibly go. Oh, boy. I said, well, pick carefully. <laughs> Don't pick a lot. I said, you know, told, yeah. I told them some places to definitely go and see, but, you know, know that it may take you a half day to do that because you're going, one, you're leaving Brooklyn and going into the city. Then you've got to still walk to wherever you're going and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my niece is going to be like, you know, whipping them through the streets in New yes. York. You can't slow down. It's New York. People will run you over. I'm like, oh, boy. I had a friend who went and laid down on the sidewalk to take a picture because he was trying to get a picture of the right angle on this building. And she just stopped in the, middle, in, in the on the sidewalk and laid down and took the picture. And didn't get trampled. No, people just walked around her. <laughs> her friend Dave, who was walking with her, got like you know, twenty five feet down the sidewalk and realized she wasn't there anymore. And he turned around. And she just laying on the on the you know, laying on the ground, oh, looking up, and taking pictures. <laughs> so yeah, so my sister fifty, and this is how she's going to spend it: being whipped through New York. <laughs> You're like really, really, Marjorie, it's a. It's a much more pleasant experience when your daughter's not with you, I think. So, but yeah. But they're going to stay like, I think they found a and b or an uh, Airbnb place, like a, a block and a half from my niece's apartment. Oh, good. So that's good. Perfect. And like 149 bucks a night, which in New York City is, you yeah, know. Yeah, unheard of. Unheard of. So, anyway, it should be interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> that's kind of one of my bucket list cities that I actually have never been to. Really? Yeah, I've traveled a lot, but for whatever reason, I've never made... The actual city, a destination to go and visit. Wow. I've always passed through yeah. there, of course, flying. But, oh, sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, a little intimidated by the city itself. But, I, you know, but once I feel you, like I need to go there. For once sure. you get the hang of the subway. Well, and I've done Europe. It's probably yeah. no much. Well, you've, you've, you've no done DC too, that. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not really any different. Once you know where your, you know, where your lines are going and when to get on, when to get off, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing. You know, the the first time we went, we were there nine days, and we were staying in a B and B in Chelsea, and one a block and a half in one direction was the red line, 
like two blocks in the other direction was the green line. So we pretty much could go anywhere we wanted to pretty easily. Yeah, and good. once we figured that out, you know, getting around wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's manageable. But um, I told my sister, I'm like, you know, it's a city like DC. You can't see everything. No, of course. In one one trip, you're going to be making multiple trips if you're going to do it, um, and you'll still never see everything. So right. anyway, you only know, spend three days at the Met. I mean, well, yeah, of you course. Know. You can so. live there and never see everything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, anyway. So, somehow, oddly enough, that wasn't what we were yeah, <laughs> talking so, about today. Uh, welcome to our tangent. Yeah, welcome to our tangent. Um, it's all good. As most of you know, we normally do these on Friday, but last Friday, Larry was in his allergy throes. So, he was, <laughs> um, I think the nice term is hot mess. Um, and I will apologize if I sniffle during during today's podcast. Well, I'm not doing too bad. I just finally found the right medication, I think, to kind of... Hopefully. Yes, it's just spring in yeah, Texas. Everything's blooming all at once, and I'm just... Uh, well, and there's some sort of respiratory thing going around, because our partner Holly's been out all week with yeah. just no voice and bronchitis and yeah. awful, awful, awful cough. And yeah. So anyway. So anyway, so uh, we apologize for the... Um, the, I won't say the delay, but well, I'll apologize now for the occasional sniff. <laughs> I may have to snip out of <laughs> out of the podcast. And speaking of of apologies, um, we don't know what happened with the sound on the last podcast. I was editing it, and we couldn't figure out where because normally it's it's my voice that doesn't come through because I'm very quiet naturally, and Laura's typically louder than me. And for some reason it got flipped and. I'm editing this thing going, well, this sounds really, really strange. Well, we didn't get any hate mail or anything well, responding no, of course to not. it, so hopefully it wasn't too bad. That's true, but hopefully I think we got got it worked out, so hopefully this one will sound more like it normally does. Um, so far, just as dorky and goofy as it normally Of course, does. yes. Um, but that brings us to our topic podcast, which is what I'm calling bad technology. Bad technology. <laughs> bad, naughty, naughty technology. Very naughty. Um not necessarily bad, you know, in the bad sense that, you know, we think, okay, technology's bad for you and, you know, change is bad and horrible and that sort of thing. But that sense of, you know, we, we've gotten so used to it, I think, that sometimes we let it get in the way of, of maybe. How we run our projects. Yeah, you know, how we run our projects, how we run our business. Well, and I think you and I have been in architecture, what, now 15, 16 years I'm or so? 19. 19 this years? This is my 19th year. Okay, so we've been yeah. around long a enough. A while. <laughs> definitely before texting. Definitely oh, yeah. before before cell phones? Not quite. Before cell phones. Yeah. Oh, I, I was here before cell phones. Okay, so yeah. we've definitely seen some change in how we communicate with our clients and how we communicate with our contractors mm -hmm. on each project. And what we're seeing now is that everything is fast and immediate and instant and... It's a lot harder to tell what's super important and what's mm -hmm. not. What was just top of mind, I need to tell her that instead of, well, let's write it down on a list and collect all mm -hmm. our notes and then present it in an organized way at the meeting. Yeah. So we just wanted to kind of talk through, not to sound like a couple of old fogies on, <laughs> on I can't believe this technology is changing everything we do, and, yeah. you know, but to really talk about a little bit about how things used to be more so in the way of, Project organization and, and leadership as far as keeping yeah, keep, uh, information, keeping, right? Well, and, and keeping and keeping technology from overrunning 
what would be normally a very organized process. Because you think about it, and, and you know, it used to be that we would have weekly job meetings. And the weekly job meeting meant that everybody showed up, all the invested parties, including the owner. And we all went through whatever was going on at the project, who had questions. We got things answered. If we didn't get them answered at the meeting, we took it back with us and we figured out, you know, what's the solution, whatever else. And that just doesn't seem to happen anymore because, like you said, it's instant. So you get a text and, well, is this really critical? But, you know, the person who's texting it to you obviously thinks it is. Right. And they're expecting a response back quickly. Right. Yeah. 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 Because that's what text is about. Give me a response, you know, instantaneously. Right. Not, well, we'll talk about it in a couple of days. That just freaks people out. Right. Well, and what we used to require our contractors to do was to actually write up their request for information. We called them RFIs. Mm-hmm. And they had to write up what they wanted information about and send it to us. And we had, what I mean, typically, customarily, it was five well, days. Yeah, typically. You know, that, that we were allowed those five days to collect that information and respond back to them. I mean, oh, yeah. my gosh, can you imagine nowadays if we, what, they had to what, wait what, five What do you mean days? five days? You should have had this to me 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, that that becomes the well, you're not my only project kind of kind of response. But yeah, right. yeah, five days to actually get a response to something. Well, in a five day window, would allow you to get your information organized. It would actually allow you to, you know, if you had blocked out on your calendar, I'm going to work tomorrow morning on this project. You could save that response for tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and st- instead not have to disrupt the the window of work that you were doing on a different project. You yeah. know, like now, email comes in, and I'm constantly switching twenty times a day, yeah. flipping from this project to that project, to you know, well, email and internet, and right. you know, not right. getting anything done. <laughs> <laughs> Either I can focus on what I'm doing right now, or. You can disrupt me 10 times today and I'll get none of this completed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what part of what brought this up too was, was that we've got a project that's going on right now where um, we ran into a problem with the kitchen cabinets. And of course, that's a big deal. I mean, it really was. You know, it was, it was a major, major boo boo. But while. You know, we were trying to solve it here in the office. It turns out the job superintendent was on site trying to solve it on site. And his solution was to pick up the phone and call the subcontractor and say, hey, here's the issue. I'm thinking, can we do this or this or this or this? You know, throwing out suggestions to the sub. And can you send me those? And so, of course, she's sending him information that we're not seeing. He's turning around and then sharing it with the client who happens to, to work from home. So we don't. The client doesn't even know that we haven't seen it, and it turns out you know the contractor may have known that the the job superintendent, but that wasn't trans. I mean, there was just all these little, what should have been, what could have been a, you know, addressed at a regular job meeting, done through process. You know, okay, let's make it. You know, these are the things we need to resolve. Okay, who's in the interested parties? Let's get together. Let's figure it out. It was a four day process. I mean, four days of time, you know, that I'm disrupting my schedule, the client showing up here at my office, at the office, disrupting his schedule, mm-hmm. the contractor still trying to resolve it with the subcontractor, even though we're already meeting here. At the, I mean, it was just a complete zoo. And you think, okay, if he hadn't had a cell phone, 
you know, if he hadn't been able to text or email or just call, this would have gone a lot differently. So that's what we start talking about, you know, sort of bad technology that we we sometimes let how easily how easily it is to communicate get ahead of us or get out in front of us. Right. Well, and I don't think we're establishing strong enough expectations right. in the beginning to say if there's a problem, here's the procedure. Yeah. We're not following procedures anymore. Yeah. We're just because we can, we're flying by the seat of our pants and right. and and in my mind, that ability to respond quickly means, oh, I'm taking better care of my clients. Right. When in reality, maybe that's not always the case. Right. Right. And so we need to sort of establish procedures like if there is an emergency, yes, of course, call me immediately. Yeah. However, if it's something that can wait a day, here's how we handle it. If it can <laughs> wait a week, here's how we there handle you know, it. Yeah. And maybe that's what we need to do is almost set up like a, you know, a printout that we give at the beginning of every project that says... Here's how this is going to go. Yes. Let's all agree to work together in the same way so that we can keep all of our information organized. I know exactly where to go. You know, even maybe down to, here's a suggestion on how to title the subject of your emails. So let's start with the client name or the client address. And then followed by what room does this apply to? Or what trade? Or, you know, is this a plumbing question? Or is this a kitchen cabinet question? And, And label each email specifically. And then if you're going to change topics, don't reply to that same email. Start a new email string string right. so that it's easy to go back and find those pieces of information. Because right. that's right. another problem I've been having is, is so many emails coming in with 15 different sink selections and or kitchen faucet <laughs> selections. And I have to go through and it takes me twice as long to go back through and read all these email strings that... I'm not even sure what the most current or most relevant information is. And then you get to the point of like, oh, well, shoot, do I have to print all these emails out now? And, <laughs> and well, well, and there, there have been times when I've figured, found out it's easier. You know, it's smarter for me to print those emails out because then I can say, okay, here's where we are. Okay, okay. Here's the response. Okay. All right, here's where I am. Now I know what's going on. Right. But to just try to read them sometimes. But again, it's, you know, that's you know a way for us to use technology in a good way. I mean to really to really utilize what we have at our fingertips to say okay, if we've got it very organized, you know we're very specific about what we're talking about. We're not trying to you know talk about six different topics in one email because that can get very you know jumbled very quickly. Mm-hmm. Then let's you know let's and, and be able to do that and, and use email for that. So we're not saying, you know, that technology is necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, for people who are on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, use it for a lot of different things, it works well. But it's we're finding it's just been real easy to get out of out of habit and out of process and letting letting technology get ahead of where we need to be. Well, and, and you know, to go back to how we used to do it, we used to write a memo. Oh, yeah. Where we where we would record every decision made or everything that we talked about oh, yeah. or even conditions that we saw on the job site, oh, yeah. site visit records, things like that, and those were the binding documents of the project yeah. ongoing. So if you had a question, you went back to the memo, and if it wasn't recorded in the memo, it didn't happen. Yeah. So until it's recorded officially mm-hmm. in those documents, then it's not an important piece of information. So. 
that whole routine of taking really detailed notes and making sure everything's written down, I think we've gotten out of the habit of being really deliberate about that. Because I know that takes time. When you go to a job site meeting, it's two hours out of your day, and then you come back to the office and you have to spend another hour writing up all your job site notes. But we used to do it all the time. All the time, I know. I I mean, that was habit. I mean, you didn't think about coming back from a job meeting without writing notes. Yep. So... Yeah, no, it's 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 been interesting the last couple of weeks just to kind of watch the process unfold. And we were talking about, well, what are we talking about for the podcast? I'm like, <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, because what's going on. Because this is what's going on, what's immediate. And I'm sure that, you know, you guys, are, well, I know for a fact um, when I was working for the last firm I was with, one of the PMs, his client said, well, I will buy you a cell phone and I will pay for your, your minutes if you'll just get one. Because? Well, because he would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and send an email or send a text message or send multiple emails because he just woke up and thought about something for the house. And what would have happened is he would have expected the PM to respond to that email and respond to that text message. In fact, there was a while there that the client was getting upset because... Well, you're never getting my emails back to me until 9 o'clock the next morning. Well, because that's when I come into the office. <laughs> that's when my day starts is at 9 a.m. Right. At that point, I'll respond to your email. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was like that should have been the first clue that this could potentially be Yeah, be I think all of, yeah, all of that started happening when we, we all started having laptops and taking our work home oh, yeah. 24 hours a day and having our, our work email on our cell phones, our yeah. personal cell phone. And of course, with the three of us being, you know, business owners, yeah. uh, we don't have another layer of management above us saying, no, no, you need to stick to protocol. This is how we do it as a company. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, and for better or for worse, we are free to change the rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's easy we're, to. We're free to ignore the things that we have learned. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and um, a side note, Stephen showed me one of our contractors, um, Show me an article he was reading, and he had highlighted a comment in it about how, you know, the client now thinks that we're available 24-7 and that, you know, we'll gladly you know, pop in on a Saturday and bring our dog with us. Because mm-hmm. it is our life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and words that, you know, this is what, what they expect because technology says you should be able to do it. And it's like, mm, No. Yeah, I have to be real careful sometimes because I do check email at midnight or whenever. Oh, no, I've got emails from you at 1.30 in the morning. I know, in the middle of the night. And I have to be careful to, especially with texting, to not try to do it after hours or on the weekends because then it becomes like, oh, you're available. Of course I'll send you something on the weekend. And then that's when you risk forgetting that it came in and and then it doesn't get picked up into the drawings or in your notes. Well, it's it's why when I go home, I send my... My phone goes down on the dining room table or somewhere. It's on vibrate. You know, if my sister calls, if my mom calls, I don't get those, even that. I don't really look at it again until the morning. Yes, I know. I've had those times <laughs> when I have needed to talk to you and you don't answer your damn phone. Well, because it's, you know... <laughs> After How five, dare you want your privacy? After 5 or 5.30, I should have, you know, my own time. So anyway... So, yeah, so we just thought we'd share that a little bit, and, and maybe you guys are having some of the same issues. And if you have, you know, um, 
go to our Facebook page and, and, you know, make a comment or let us know because, you know, how you solved it, how you gotten around it, or have you is the question maybe. You know, how does that really work? But uh, anyway, so, and of course, if like I said, we love technology, so, yes, so go do. to our Facebook page and like the Architecture Happy Hour and like HPD Architecture and, you know, find our Twitter accounts. And, ooh, speaking of which, I have to find a new Twitter handle. Why? Well, because Arch Happy Hour is no longer my my oh, that's gonna ownership. Stay with, stay with it HPD. stays with HPD. It's it's that that's just that thing. Yeah. So what Larry's alluding to, if you missed the last podcast, is that Larry will be going on to bigger and better things and leaving HPD Architecture, our little firm that mm-hmm. uh, has grown up and and done this podcast for the last six seven years. years. Yeah, I don't remember. We started in November two thousand nine. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For a while. Yeah, six and a half years. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's what Larry's talking about. If he's going to create his own Twitter account since yeah. Arch Happy Hour will be probably, I guess, staying with... Staying with HPD, with, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take yeah. it over. So, so, yeah, so I was like, oh, my gosh, i got to figure out a, a new Twitter handle. I'm so, like, don't worry. We will let everyone know how to get in touch with Larry because yeah. he's not going anywhere. We're still doing the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so, you know, go out there, like us. Say hi. Oh, and I was looking at our iTunes reviews. We haven't had reviews and new reviews in a couple of years. So if anybody likes to make comments and, and you know, give us five and ten and fifteen stars, if you'd like, <laughs> you can get on there and give us a new review because we need something fresh on there. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope everyone's having a nice start to the year, or to, to the year, to May. I'm sorry. Sorry. We'll, we'll do that again. It's a new start to your year. Yes, new start to my year. Yes, this is true. New start to my year. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I hope everyone's having a good May and a good spring. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to say hi. Hopefully not sound like a couple of, you know, crotchety old farts. But, you know, (laughs) more more like the technologically savvy people that we are. That's right. Well, and if we, I'm guessing by the time we come back next time, there will be a lot more May graduates. Oh, yeah, that's true. Congratulations to all our new graduates. That'll be exciting. So go off and make wonderful things of your lives. Yeah, hopefully you're you're not having any trouble finding a job. You shouldn't be. Firms are busy. Get out there and interview. Yeah, Yeah, if nothing else, um, if you're you're not sure where to go, look on the AIA.org, go to their jobs, what's the career center, but it just says jobs at the top. Yeah. Uh, Click on their job listings because they have, I mean, I was looking yesterday or today, and Corrigan had four new postings. Wow. And there's another firm that, I mean, they're setting up offices in multiple cities. So, I mean, it's it's really popping. Yeah. So, yeah, so you shouldn't have any trouble. And, and uh, of course, you can always, you know, reach out to us for advice if you, you know, need a question answered on, you know, how best to go about it because we're happy to share. Okay. But anyway, you guys have a good May, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye.